When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey Siri, give me H-Town Soccer. Talking all things Houston Dynamo FC. This is the official Dynamo Theory Podcast. We are Forever Orange. What up, H-Town? Welcome to another episode of the official Dynamo Theory Podcast. My name is Rudy Segura. Tonight, man, we are going to close out what is the Dynamo 22 season. And with that, we are joined by Cristian Putalias. Hey, what's good, everybody? What's good? What's good? And Rodrigo Segura. Hey, what's going on? Last episode, is it? The last episode. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have to kind of all bring it together, you know, I mean... The last match happened this weekend. Definitely was not what a lot of us were expecting. We thought we were going to get to maybe 11 wins in the season, but we got we we kept that 10, and that's that's as far as we could get, man. Kind of definitely a disappointing ending to a very disappointing season. Uh, you know, last year we weren't even in decision day. Uh, completely left out. This one, we were in it, but the decision had been made five weeks before that. You know, we weren't going to the playoffs. So we'll start with that, guys. I mean, you know, just your thoughts on on the game. I, I was able to be at the game. Christian was at the game. Dustin was at the game. Manny was at the game, but, like, he was a fanboy, I think. He was, like, he, he got to sit with Ted and uh, and uh, probably drink some brewskis. Um, and then, Rodrigo, did you get to watch the game after all? Yeah, I was watching it. Cause you know, remember you texted me mid midway, uh, being like, "Why are you playing FIFA, bro?" I'm like, yeah. "Nah, dude, I use my Xbox." To watch I noticed. I'm dude. like, now I noticed that you use the <laughs> Xbox to stream because, like, now I get it, like notifications, like at ten in the morning, and I'm like, "Damn, I do this at home playing FIFA." But no, probably my wife. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, it makes sense, but uh, yeah, or dude, I got to check on Astro, see what he's actually doing here. He's <laughs> <laughs> trying to catch up, man. Trying to beat the games that you can't beat, but uh. I guess we'll we'll start with you, Rodrigo. Just your thoughts on on the game, man, and what you saw. Honestly, I thought they started pretty strong. Obviously, you know, Ferreira with that goal, and thought we were gonna. I don't know. Would 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 we even call it an upset at this point? You know, us being second to last place, trying to beat a playoff team. Um, you know, I know we're at home, so it's not really an upset. But you know, trying to ruin, I guess, their standing. Uh, playoff standings but anyways yeah I think came out strong played I guess you know the Kenny Bundy game of like what he's been trying to at least do with the team but in the end Chicha and Galaxy I guess were too strong for us to even try to compete uh Clark with another amazing performance um but at the same time, you know, if he's going to be your best player, you're not really doing too much. It was just kind of honestly not 
the way we wanted to end things. But that's my boy. Yeah. <laughs> hey. Right on cue. Always trying to, like, you know. Um, he's sabotaging. I bet he's quiet whenever we're talking, right? That's how it works. I think I think so. I think he just waits for, like, <laughs> oh, this guy's not paying attention to me. Let me get yeah. my thoughts in. <laughs> yeah, and and it's funny because you know we touched on the point or on on the on this point last episode, which was the Dynamo had nothing to play for, and Galaxy had everything to play for. Just because you know home field advantage is important for sure in the playoffs. You know, especially when it's just a uh, single elimination match. You know, back in the day, you used to do the home and away, but they got rid of that. So. It is important to get that opportunity to play in front of your fans. And uh, I know, Christian, you know, you're like, man, it doesn't matter. But at the end of the day, it does. And it was just seeing the table, right? It was just a matter of just kind of seeing kind of where the, you know, how close um, in points pretty much everybody was with LA. So, you know, with Galaxy. So that obviously the win pushed them to where they needed to be. Christian, We'll get with you, but I just want to say, man, one thing that we noticed, Rodrigo, since being there at the game, how tiny, how tiny was freaking Ricky Pugh, man. That, he was so tiny. We kept saying, <laughs> like, he's like an eight-year-old walking around. And then he, he, he had, like, a his shirt tucked in, and and it was hilarious. But, man, just what, you know, what you saw of the game. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, let's point that out. He looked like an eight-grader. Like, you know, when, when you have the little kid playing with the adults, that's exactly how he looked like. He looked like his mom dressed him. You know, your mom talking to your shirt. And he's like, okay, hijo, a la escuela. Yeah. And, like, he played the whole game with his shirt tucked in. But, I pretty mean. Pretty impressive, uh, huh? Yeah, pretty impressive. I remember, like, I tried doing that when I on my playing days. It's impossible. <laughs> it's just so uncomfortable. I don't know how he did. Maybe his shirt was, like, really long. And, you know, he had just, like, tuck it in so it wouldn't be too too big on him. Who knows? But I mean, uh, other than the than that, I mean, he played an amazing game. I mean, he just moved the ball around for Galaxy, and and like Rodrigo said, I think the Dynamo did start strong, and then they just kind of went down. I I mean, you saw it all the way to the goal, right? I mean, the pressure that Kenny Bundy likes, you know, just going all the way, pushing like pushing and pressing really high. You know, forcing a turn a turnover and then uh you know getting that goal, that quick, you know, kind of quick goal in, in the first 15 minutes to kind of set the pace. But I think after that they just got deflated and you know it was what it was, right? Uh but I mean the galaxy, I don't know if you guys got to listen to Glenn Davis, we were talking about it just a minute ago. But you know, he basically mentioned how you know Galaxy was not a trash team, but they weren't really going places, right? And then with the addition of Ricky Pugh and, and a couple of other players, you know, that that really changed the whole team. You know, it just kind of gave them a fresh air. And, you know, when you have people like Chicharito who are going to be goal scorers, but they need the service, you need somebody to serve them, right? And I think Ricky, Ricky Pugh and, you know, whoever else is in there, you know, they, they literally changed the game of how LA plays. So that's basically what the Dynamo is looking for. And that's what they need. Uh, it's something to kind of look at, you know, in the sense of, you know, what is it that we need to have our striker get more balls, you know, into the box. I mean, we saw it. He just got one cross and he's not the tallest and he was able to, you know, leap and, and get a goal in. So it's one of those things that, you know, I guess now the the is the beginning of 
of what the new possibly with the new dynamo might be we all thought you know this year might have been the new dynamo but honestly with all the a bunch of the same names so now that you know this is going to be like a clean slate kind of and we'll see what what we can come up with i guess and to add, you know, to those transfers that came in, they were all the guys that played extremely well against us. So uh, you have that Gaston Brugman, the Uruguayan. Uh, he was commanding that midfield. Uh, we already mentioned the Barcelona kid, uh, Ricky Puy, and then uh, Martin Casares also, you know, another Uruguayan that came in uh, in the summer that was able to help, you know, L.A. push, you know, because – for a while, it looked like they weren't going to make the playoffs, right? Even, mm-hmm. you know, it, it wasn't until maybe the last month or two that they started to pick up more points. But those are the signings that you expect, like, you know, your general manager. In this case, obviously, Pat said, you know, we didn't get that, not even close. I mean, we got a Nelson Quinones, but there were so many bad transfers that happened beforehand. Um, so we didn't get that push. And like you mentioned, you know, now it's really – uh, can we do that? Can we get those those players that can come in and uh, and be uh, players that can change the dynamic of the team? Uh, and well, that's what we're going to learn. And funny enough, um, none of those guys that came in for L.A. are DP players, if I'm not mistaken. If I'm, uh, yeah, I'm looking into them and they have Kevin Cabral as their DP, Douglas Costa as their DP, and Chicharito Hernandez as their DP. So, those three, you know, good players that came from Europe, not DPs. So, you know, I mentioned this because obviously we know that we don't, the team doesn't have any DPs left, right? Uh, you have Coco taking a one, Hector Herrera and Sebastian Ferreira. So now we need to see what Tam and Jam and Whamma Jam can bring to the Dynamo next season for sure. Um, yeah, that's, that's about it with that game. I mean, it was one of those that uh, soon after Ricky scored, what, about a minute in? I think I was, like, looking down, and I see Chicharito score and did a celebration. And sad for Chicharito because he's not going to be in the World Cup. I think they already gave out the list of, like, 50-something players, and he didn't make the list. Damn. So He didn't make a 50-men list? That, uh, Tata Martino does not like him for whatever Damn, reason. But, nice. yeah, it's pretty incredible uh, that he won't be in the, the World Cup after, you know, I think he he's one of the players that shows up at the World Cup, kind of like Memo uh, Ochoa does. So it's just kind of kind of interesting. Um, but guys, that's the season, man. Uh, again, very disappointed. So this is what we're gonna do. I, I mentioned on Instagram that we were gonna talk a little bit about the uh, predictions that we did in the beginning of the year. Um, and the predictions that I was talking about wasn't those crazy predictions of overall who's going to win the cup and why not. Uh, we're just talking dynamo predictions. So uh, we were hit on the fact, the, uh, the overall, and I'll go through it again. There's no, there's no denying that we all got it wrong per se, but uh, <laughs> just <a laughs> Christian, bit. you had the dynamo winning 12 games, 13 losses, a draws. So it, it totaled to 43 points. We were kind of off, obviously. Not not it's close. It's not close-ish. too bad. That was close. 12, <laughs> yeah. 12 wins. 12, 10. 12 wins. Mine was off. Off. Yeah. <laughs> Mine was. And, and, uh, had a win in the So that was yeah. so Christian was had him 10th in the final. Then or 10th in the West, sorry. And uh Rodrigo, you had 
the Dynamo giving 15 wins, Damn. seven losses, 12 ties. They should have hired me as a coach. You should have, man. <laughs> and uh, 57 points. Making 57 it, points. Yeah, 57 would have been second. <laughs> well, would have been second right now? Is that what it was? Second in the West? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, wow, that's crazy. Well, you had fourth in the West. So look <laughs> at that. That's And that's just because I guess those were the points they were last season. And then I had the Dynamo winning 11 games, 10 losses, 13 draws. You know, I thought the the Dynamo was going to come back, man, but it didn't. Um, and uh, finishing with 46 points, ninth in the West. And obviously that, that's crazy. That's literally Portland's. Yeah. It's like points and wins and ties and everything. You said 11, 13, 10? 11, 13. Uh, 11, 10, 13. Yep. 10 what? 10 losses. Yeah, yeah that's Portland. That's crazy. So And they were still out. <laughs> yeah. That's that's pretty incredible. So yeah, I mean, I I think you know, apart from Rodrigo, and I mean, dude, it's it's dude, we we want to be hopeful. Like I think we were all like hoping that this was gonna be a bounce back. Yeah. In my defense, in my defense, <laughs> I thought the Herrera signing, yeah, would have changed a lot of things. But yeah, I think what every game he was in, he lost <laughs> almost. Yeah, that's and something that he just got injured. Yeah, he only he only won one, right? Like either the first or second game. I think he draw drew obviously the first game against Dallas, and then yeah, I think they won against. Was it the Nashville game that he was in? Maybe the red car. No, or was that before? I think that. Anyways, yeah, I think they only won one after that, and that was about it. That's pretty. And he sad. gave up and. <laughs> well, it, it's a good a good topic that gets before kind of like a little segue, but it's a good topic to talk about the Acha thing because I think we all kind of saw it. You know, obviously we knew about it, what, three months before it came into fruition for him to come into the league. So I think the expectation kept building like, hey, you know, the team is kind of looking, you know, I think we were at that time, we were like in ninth or tenth place. So it looked like we were, you know, bringing Acha would help that bump. Uh, to try to make it into the playoffs. Obviously, it didn't happen. And I think it's not necessarily disappointment, but I think the big thing with Achiach is we, I think everybody that spoke about him coming in, we kind of expected for him to get some help. And he didn't get that, if that makes sense. Like, you know, we already knew what we have. We know the players we had, but we're hoping to get someone that could um, help Achiach exploit, you know, some of the things that we were missing. An attack and that didn't happen. Uh, Quinones obviously was brought in, young guy, has some good, you know, qualities that you know could work for next season, uh, getting more minutes and stuff. But it wasn't a playoff push by any means. And once it looked pretty grim, and Nagamura got uh fired and obviously got out of contention of the playoffs, I think Achacha was like, hey. I'm injured. And it looked like he was injured at the end of the game. He was like, he really wasn't running. We looked at him. I'm like, man, what the hell is that you doing? Like, obviously the 90th minute, he wasn't going to, they're losing three, one. And he just let, I think it was Ricky just literally just go around them like nothing. And it was like, he kept holding his hamstring. So it is a little concerning, not necessarily for the world cup, but for next season. Right. If he continue to linger with, with injuries, um, but that's what we saw out of that. And then 
the other uh uh the the other prediction that we did was awards so this one should be kind of fun because i think we all kind of are close i would say to what we finished so the mvp um christian you had fafa taking the mvp and rodrigo you had fafa taking the mvp and i put sevas to take the mvp um who but who do you guys think uh it is would be the question and then lastly i did put a poll on instagram about the mvp and i just threw in the names i threw three names and see if anybody else added another one but i had sebastian ferreira coco and steve clark and ferreira got 43 percent of the votes but christian we'll start with you man who do you think really won or took home the award of the mvp of the season for the dynamo I if think any. easily, I think, <laughs> I mean, we could say easily uh, Clark. I mean, if it wasn't for Clark, a lot of these games probably would have ended in losses. But let me just say why I chose Fafa as my potential MVP. Well, because, I mean, it's pretty simple, right? Last last a season. Hype, hype videos, that's that's why. <laughs> Those hype videos. That, that got to you, man. Yeah. It got to me, too. I got it's super okay to admit it. <laughs> you, you were like, damn, yeah. this is going to drop, like. <laughs> I love Let's watching uh, Fafa's Instagram stories. Those are where those were the best. Maybe I I'm pretty sure he obviously didn't put them together, but it was hilarious to to watch those those stories. Because some I'm of them, sure he did though. Of... I'm pretty sure because he does his music. He does. I'm pretty sure he's good with you know. He's a producer, man. He's an artist. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, maybe, maybe, but then you have like you know, Seba, like Seba Ferreira, Coco, Matias. Uh, I think Sebas. And Matias Vera have like the same marketing firm that Urruti have. So I, if I'm not mistaken, like they, they do like this little game day graphics and stuff like that. And then, you know, Coco, he is always posting like, oh, game day, da, da, da. You know, I don't, honestly, I don't think it's them. I think it's somebody that works for them. But, you know, I could be wrong. But I mean, it's just kind of like, you know, in, uh, what's it called? Interacting with the, with the fans or whatever, right? But but Fafas were great because you know supposedly there were highlights of of him and kind of hyping him up and stuff like that. But you know half of them were were actual highlights. Some of them were like, wait, how's that a highlight? You just lost the ball, you know, type thing. But I mean, but last season, you know, he was eleven goals. Uh, he was our top goal scorer. He was probably one of our best wingers. Um, obviously we didn't have much, you know, last year or this year to be honest. And this year he had some good games, and then a lot of the games he was also kind of lost. Uh, but he was probably your, mo- you know, there was like I said, there was not a lot of competition, but he was probably one of the most consistent uh, wingers that we had, right? Uh, but when it comes to MVP, MVP this year for sure, I would say Steve Clark for sure. I mean, it, like Rodrigo said, you, I don't know if he's frozen or he's just opening. I think Rodrigo froze. <laughs> <laughs> let me take a picture of it oh yeah for real sorry rodrigo for his his thing froze and he has his mouth wide open that's so gonna go hilarious. on instagram <laughs> but uh but yeah steve clark um <laughs> like rodrigo <laughs> i can't get over it i know like rodrigo had mentioned before um uh, if it wasn't for steve clark you know we weren't we probably wouldn't have as many points that we got but also it's not a good thing that your goalkeeper is the star of many many games and yes, he's gone. He's gone. He'll, he'll jump in. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I mean that that's that's my vote. I think Steve Clark was the for sure MVP of of this team. 
Yeah, I kind of agree. I mean, obviously, Sebastian was the lead goal scorer, but uh, it's not like he was, uh, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> you saw the picture I sent you? Oh, yeah, he did. Um, was it good? Rodrigo's back. He froze in time. <laughs> it was funny. No, it, y'all froze. Yeah, you froze. You froze. And uh, <laughs> Así con la boca abierta. <laughs> <laughs> oh man that's freaking hilarious but uh yeah so obviously sebastian uh getting the uh the most goals obviously is, is nice it makes you kind of be a valuable player but yeah i'm kind of with you guys i think players like steve clark they kind of come in and just all around just kind of change the team that was pretty good um but rodrigo what do you want to add on uh, who you think the mvp is or if you want to talk a little bit more of papa do whatever i wouldn't i wouldn't talk too much about papa no i i I agree with christian i think clark obviously was the mvp and you know it's just obviously what he showed on the field that he can save us in big moments even at times like we probably would have lost more games if it wasn't for him or lost games like the philly game (laughs) 6-0 for real yeah for sure um yeah clearly because once he was out then the goals came 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 coming right because he only played what the first (laughs) few minutes and got score one and then and then he got after that with nelson anyways i'm not saying uh, nelson's a bad goalkeeper i'm just saying it could be worse for sure um the other uh award that that tend to give out and we did a prediction on is players player of the year which basically is uh, is not really who's the best player on the team. It's more of like, uh, you know, the the, te- the team. The players on the squad uh, kind of vote for the best team person, I guess. You know, and um, Christian, you had Fafa, I guess maybe because you knew some of his good music was coming out, you know, and they were going to dance to it. Uh, then Rodrigo had Mati, and I had Teenage. I feel like Teenage is just like always goofy, kind of like you know doing doing fun stuff but again you guys you know what what do you guys think that who would win that now christian go no go ahead rodrigo go ahead rodrigo players player i mean at second half of the season i would say coco i mean he just seems like a guy that kind of tried to give it all all he could i guess even though we already knew you know the scenario was not good and we weren't going anywhere, and it was just a whole rebuild of a season. Um, but he probably seemed like the most optimistic player. Um, you know, Matthew kind of let us down a bit a couple of times. But he, I feel like the, the last few games, you know, he really showed a little bit more, um, I don't know, hustle, I guess. But, yeah. I, would, I think for this one – I think it goes back to Steve Clark because I I believe he was actually one like the humanitarian of the team. So just thinking like if, you know, he's a good person overall and and has the leadership to go with it, why not? Christian, you want anything or? Yeah, well, you you said I put Fafa? Uh, Yes. Well, same. I think it was on the same train, right? But I agree with Rodrigo. I think Coco probably... He he seemed to to hustle at times harder than than most, and then I mean I I might just throw in there Dorsey. I really like Dorsey. Okay, 
I think he's a hustler, so why not? And he's a young kid, so why not? All right. Then we move to our golden boot. So this one's funny because we all had Sebastian Ferreira. We believed in him from when he was signed. Uh, The only difference is, Christian, you put that he was going to score 20 goals. Uh, Rodrigo put 15, and I put 15. So overall, he scored 13 goals uh, in total, uh, 12 in the league. Uh, and one in the U.S. Open Cup. So, you know, we all got it right. I mean, we all said that he was going to win the Golden Boot. So, you know, I think we hit this one dead on. Uh, I think if I remember correctly, which feels like a long time ago, we were all close to putting Fafa just because, you know, the amount of goals he put in last season, mm-hmm. kind of thinking it was going to take maybe Sebastian a little bit of time. But, hey, he produced, man, and that's what matters. So, hopefully next season he actually has the support and uh, around him uh, so he can get, you know, assisted to score more goals. This is Seba's first season, right? This is Seba's first season. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, not bad. 13 goals with no service. Yeah. I mean, it's not bad. And, and imagine what could have been, right, if we had, you know, the Fafa, the MVP Fafa that we all expected, or at least I expected. Right. And another good winger on the other side. And then a potential, you know, somebody that, you know, a C- Como que le dicen? central attacking mid, a cam right. that kind of goes through the middle, which is something that we liked. I mean, we had Quintero, but, you know, we know that, you know, he's a 60 minute player tops and Coco maybe could have done that job. But obviously he was playing behind him because he had the more like recuperating power, I guess we could say. But, I mean, imagine 13 goals with no service whatsoever. Not bad for your first season in the league. Not bad. Yeah. Anything else you want to add, Rodrigo? Or do you want to move? Oh, you guys said it all. Yeah. Yeah. I think, like I said, we are looking forward to him getting more service. Uh, the next team award was Defender of the Year. Uh, Christian, you had Teenage Hadevi winning it. Rodrigo, you had Teenage as well. And I put Adam uh winning it uh do you guys feel christian do you feel the teenage is still your guy or you think no, yeah both I of you are nodding your head after saying go ahead rodrigo you, I, you seem I, I uh, more you disappointed man i mean obviously i play goalkeeper. Ah! damn bro <laughs> <laughs> he, he said not teenage <laughs> he's like boy i like my teenage mutant turtles what is wrong with you <laughs> But, um, you know, obviously I played goalkeeper, but I always held defenders, you know, highly, I guess. Um, when it comes to, for me, tackling, committing fouls, things like that, because that affects the whole game. And him not being able to keep his fouls down and, you know, cards down. He had, what, eight yellow cards, two red cards, probably the highest in the whole league, too. Um I just think a defender that's going to be productive, you kind of have to stay on your feet. You have to make more standing tackles, um, smarter fouls, and obviously keep your red cars, yellow cars down. Yeah, it's funny because uh, I was thinking maybe teenage, like towards the end of the season, but Christian, who do you think then, if it's not teenage, who would who was probably the defender of the year? It's it's kind of tough because I don't think anybody was consistent throughout. I mean, we all had our share of you know, of not talking down about uh Parker, but you know, 
a point, Parker would like really show up and be the captain that we all wanted him to be. And then at times he would just be like disappeared. And we were like, wait, where's, where's Parker? You know, uh, I think Daniel Starris had a pretty good season. Uh, he maybe had one or two bad games, but I think overall he was pretty, pretty consistent. And, you know, it sucks that he got injured. I think he could have maybe provided a little bit more in the, you know, defensively. Uh, so I'm not, I mean, you know, I'm not mad at Daniel Starris. He, he, I, you know, maybe I could have said him, but I think if we're going to be honest, I think the, the two, you know, like in the right side and the left side, though, I guess we can call them left back and right back. Uh, those were the two more consistent ones, right? And then you just kind of have to see which one provided more, I guess, defensively in this point. And I mean, I don't know. We would have to look at stats, but I think Adam is the more consistent when it comes to defending. And Dorsey is more consistent when it comes to to, to the attack. Like he'll be more of a risk, you know, to, to the other defenders across from him than Adam is, but you know, Adam is pretty solid when it comes to defending. So we'll just give it to Adam because he was a little bit more consistent than everything than everyone else. But I think Daniel Starris also deserves some type of recognition, even though he wasn't there for the last few games because of because of injury. Yes, that is that is was a player that played well, obviously, whenever he uh he got some opportunity, he even, you know, got a few uh goals himself, obviously. But um, this one was actually another one that I put up on the uh, Instagram stories uh, for people to vote on. And Teenage Davey uh, with 38% of the votes, um, it's on top. And like I said, I was thinking maybe Teenage. I know that his stats, you know, whether it be interceptions or clearances, blocks, he was definitely the highest uh, in defending. And I'm looking at the stats right now. Um but I'm still with you guys. I think Adam was another guy that, you know, we know Adam. He, he has the left uh, back position kind of taken over. Um, and he, one thing that kind of take, uh, he had five assists. I think he had the most assists in the team, which is kind of crazy as well. So, you know, he was able to uh, provide some um, um, opportunity, uh, scoring opportunities for us as well as defending. So, yeah, I don't know. This one was a little tough because I think there's a few guys uh, that, that could win this for sure. Um, the next one that I have, uh, the next team award that we predicted was Newcomer of the Year. Um, Christian, you had Seca as a Newcomer of the Year, and I'm not giggling. <laughs> I'm just um, Rodrigo, you had Sebas, and uh, I also had Sebastian Ferreira as well. Um, Christian, tell us why Se- uh, Seca won the uh, Newcomer of the Year. I don't know. I guess I just wanted to believe in the hype, right? A Brazilian right back, you know, usually in your dreams, you're like, well, this is going to be good, right? A Brazilian right back. But obviously, you know, some some dreams turn into nightmares, I guess. So I think we might be seeing, you know, the last of Seca. We have seen probably the last of Seca. He didn't pan out. Uh, Maybe, you know, I thought with Nagarmura being Brazilian and him being Brazilian, it would have been a little bit, you know, he had some glimpses of greatness but honestly i never i never kind of like liked them like them um you know these predictions were before we even saw him play i guess so it was just a lot i guess i believed in the hype i wanted to believe in the guy he seemed like a guy that maybe would contribute but honestly he wasn't there to contribute as much as we thought he would have so you know it sucks but that's just the way it is i and i stick to to dorsey i think dorsey 
I mean, he's not even at his peak. You know, he's still a young kid. So I think we should keep Dorsey for for a good for a good while at least. So. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, he's one of the guys that I believe his contract was up, or he had maybe an option, but maybe we could see Dorsey uh, next year. Rodrigo, again, you had Sebastian. I had Sebastian. Uh, this is newcomer of the year, right? So we already mentioned maybe Steve Clark winning the MVP. So does he have an opportunity of winning newcomer of the year? Or you think Ferreira is the guy? With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. No, I stick with Fajeda. I think, you know, for being in a new league, obviously Clark had already been here for the longest time. But being in a new league, new country, new everything for him. And, you know, even without without having a guy that can distribute the ball, give him like a nice pass or something like that, he still did a lot. I mean, he, you know, scored 13 goals and what one penalty. I think he missed one penalty too. But overall, I mean, this guy didn't really need much to score. So I feel like once we get adjusted with somebody, you know, if Herrera's the guy, Coco, whoever's going to be distributing more, and if we get a winger, I feel like this guy's going to break some records here for the club and hopefully for the league. But, uh, you know, 13 goals, I'll keep that as the newcomer for for this year. Yeah, and I think what's incredible with Ferreira, I'm with you. I, I think he just – Something I didn't even think about, and you mentioned early on, was just he's new to the league and he still did extremely well. Um, you know, obviously he had already played in the game Mekis, which is a competing league with the MLS, but a new league altogether. Pretty impressive to come in. And we saw him score like all kinds of goals, right? We saw him score that 50 yarder. We saw him score some blind headers. We saw him score a, a couple PKs. I think he had one or two. One prop, no, two, because he missed one. So, you know, it's one of those that he, yeah, he had three total and missed one. Um, So it it just, he did very well. Again, we, it's just surprising to see, wow, 13 goals. You know, it doesn't seem like a lot. Obviously there's some guys out there that have like 20 something, but this guy had like no help at all in the, uh, in the offense at times. It just looked like, uh, I think the funniest part, uh, the last game of the season watching Fafa with the ball and Ferreira was just like, what the hell? Like, Christian, you're laughing because yeah, add add kind of what we saw, man. Yeah, I mean, it was a it was a counterattack of four guys of the Dynamo against two defenders from Galaxy. And I think Quintero was driving the ball and he had Fafa on his left, uh Ferreira on his right, and then farther right, I think it was um uh, not Dorsey, Baird, Corey Baird. 
And it was two of them defending, literally four against two. The like the other players were trying to come back, but they're like really far away. He gives the ball to Ferreira. Ferreira gives it back to, uh, I think, back to Quintero. And then Quintero made the decision to give it to Fafa, who literally just got all tangled up. And I, I don't, I think he lost the ball. I'm not sure. I can't yeah. remember. But I just remember the fate. He got a corner kick out of it, I think. And I just remember literally Sebas Ferreira just literally turning around and looking at Bundy and was like, what are we doing? Like, <laughs> what's going on? Why <laughs> Why is this guy playing? That, and he seemed so frustrated. And then he turned around to, like, get ready for the corner. And then he turned again to Bundy, like, and he, you know, he gave him one of these, like, what are, what are we doing? Like, both arms in the air. And and I looked at Kenny Bundy and Kenny Bo was like, well, "What you want me to do? <laughs> like, <laughs> like I can't play for you guys." He was like, "I know, and bro. I, like, I know. Like, That's all I have, though." I mean, it's four against two. You y'all should have resolved this, you know. And that would have been a game changer because I think at that time the game was still one zero. If I'm, I, I can't remember, but it would have been. I mean, even either way, you know, if it would have been one one or two one, or even if we were down two one, it would have been a game changer for sure. It would have got us closer, you know, to not close, maybe closing out a game, or you know, just keep getting a tie, getting a point out of it. So, but it is what it is. It, it was it was a funny interaction though, because Sebas, a, a couple of times he didn't seem happy with with uh with Fafa with Fafa, especially I I literally just Fafa. Remember that one where Fafa just literally sprinted down the line on the left side, and then he threw a cross with literally everybody was like a half field. And everybody looked at him like, "Why? <laughs> Why?" Everybody in the press box was like, "Why did he do that for?" <laughs> like, well, there's nobody. Even there. he would instead of like beating the guy with speed, he was like, stop the ball completely, hold yeah. it for like ten seconds, and then play back. And we're like, "What the heck?" Okay, but yeah, you could see the frustration, especially in Ferreira. <laughs> like for yeah. real. That's why we kept joking. Like, all right, that just. That's an X, like literally Pat Onstad is just taking like, you know, little check marks and X's and bidding like, yep, not here next season. Yep, no, like it was just incredible, especially, you know, and the guy in Ferreira, you know, DP to spend money for this guy and just to see him so frustrated, not getting any help. It was was kind of funny. But uh, the next uh, team award that we predicted was Young Player of the Year. Uh, Christian, you had Palomino. Rodrigo nice. had Palomino, and I had Thor. And actually, this is uh, this one was in the last poll that I added to the Instagram stories, uh, and I had added Thor, Ethan Barlow, Griffin Dorsey, and Thor got forty eight percent of the votes. But yeah, I mean, obviously, we know Palomino. Like before, you guys, you know, say anything, Palomino was a guy that had a good season, right? He got had a good season overall with the Dynamo Dos, you know, scoring a, a few bangers, you know, getting them to the playoffs in their, you know, first season ever in MLS Next Pro. Um, he, you, we have to say that he was a vital piece just because of how many minutes he got. You know, he was a guy that was tasked to be the commander on the midfield along with Castilla and Brooklyn Reigns. But the guy was on the bench a bunch of times for the first team and just never saw action. Uh, Whether that be that it was, you know, saturated midfield, you know, because obviously you had Quintero, you had Memo, you had uh, quite a few players that could kind of slot in in front of him. 
but we didn't see him. So we, we won't spend too much time here. But Thor for sure was a guy that kind of came out of nowhere, right? He was drafted pretty high. Uh, I don't want to say that you guys may agree with this, but do you guys do do you guys think that Thor has a a shot of winning like Young Player of the Year? I, I would actually go with Avila. I feel like Avila actually came out of nowhere, played really well with those, and then you know actually made the first team and the glimpse we saw. Um, were pretty good and then when Herrera came in I feel like Herrera has taken him under his wing so I feel like that's good for a young player um, and then Thor obviously started to kind of fade out especially once Nagamura was out um, but yeah and Palomino man I don't know not much to say there <laughs> yeah it sucks because that he's, a, he's he was another guy that was in contract gear so I mean, we know that he's not necessarily like going to affect the cap, the salary cap uh, much be, being a, you know, a youth player, an academy player, a homegrown player. Uh, but we don't know if he'll be back yet or not. Uh, but I mean, Thor did score four goals. I mean, that we know that we saw him playing on the wing, you know, it's one of those that Nagamura felt like he didn't have any guy that he could trust on playing the wing. And so Obviously, we saw Thor playing out there a bunch, uh, and like you mentioned, you know, once once he uh, he being Nagamura was out, you know, Kenny Bundy came in and was like, "We're gonna play simple. We're gonna play guys in their position." So we saw Corey Baird back in it in the lineup, basically for Thor, right? Like it was just that flip flop. Usually, Thor was on one side, Fafa on the on Thor on the left, Fafa on the right, and we never really saw Sevas. Uh, being uh, moved, you know, for Thor. And I think Thor's best position at the end of the day is playing striker, like dead center. He's uh, he's deadly with the ball, and it'd be exciting to see them kind of maybe at some point play next to each other. You don't know. Um, mm-hmm. So the next, um, the next award that we predicted and the next team award was, <laughs> was the one that I kind of joked around with being a participation trophy. Uh, which was Ironman of the year. Uh, we, yeah, it, it's, I don't understand this, you know, the big deal with Ironman of the year. I mean, I personally would like to see a little bit of rotation, you know, not, not as much as we saw for sure this year that basically <laughs> every, every like starting lineup, it literally wasn't until Bundy got there that we got the same lineup, like for the rest of the season, except for whenever there's a wreck or an injury, which is pretty funny. But um, for Ironman of the Year, uh, Christian, you had Teenage Hadevi, Rodrigo, you had Steve Clark, and uh, I was going to say Rudy. And I had Mati uh, as the Ironman of the Year. I think, Rodrigo, you kind of hit it, right? I think Steve Clark was the one that played the most games, man. And the dude, he's an Ironman. He's a Superman. He's a Spider-Man. He's a lot of things, man. But, uh, yeah, just anything you, you want to add on that? I was right. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, like, you know, I like the guy. I actually enjoy watching him play. But, yeah, I think he deserves it. I mean, he's the most consistent player we had all season. And he held it down or tried to. You know, it's funny because uh, for a long time, uh, Billy would tell me, he's like, dude, watch Clark he's really weird he starts talking to himself and do like really weird stuff (laughs) 
And like, I never noticed it. Like, I don't know why, like, cause I even sitting in the, you know, behind the, uh, the goal, uh, whenever I'm on the, uh, supporter section and he's there, I never really like just looked at what he did till the, one of the last games of the season, the dude was doing some like shuffling. I don't know, like not necessarily crouching, but he was like, they were playing, obviously, El Batallón was playing, like, you know, the drums like they tend to do. And he was in it. Like, he was feeling himself because he had done, like, a couple good saves. And you see him, like, do the later, like, drum thing. And, like, he was just, like, it was so <laughs> funny to see. He did that for, like, for five minutes, probably. Like, the ball never got to him again. He was just, like, doing little dances and, like, crouching. And then the, then a different game, one of the games that I got there early, and I saw them training. It was the same thing. The dude was just like, I got there first, talking to himself. Like, this guy is like his biggest fan. And I love it, man. I love the way <laughs> that he is. But just to say, he, yeah, he played 33 games out of 34. That's, that's pretty crazy. Ima- imagine, imagine Steve Clark at a quinceanera. <laughs> Bro, like that, that would be dope. Yeah, like like bailando, like you know, in la ronda, like just going all the Sonidito way around, or something. With, with, with the with the guy, you know, they they have the robot guy, <laughs> like with the lights. Like imagine Steve Clark just kind of going at it with the, with some like boots or something. I don't know. Like you know how he dresses Texas Texan sometimes with like right. boots and his shirt is like wide open. Just I can just picture him being like fitting right in into a, a nice quinceañera. Like dancing bachata and you know with the quinceañera for for her special uh, baile, you know, <laughs> like it, it would be funny. <laughs> Somebody, so if you're out there and you have a daughter and she's gonna turn 15 this year, please invite uh, Steve Clark, and uh, oh, yeah. I we just want to see you know what he's all nothing about. Creepy. <laughs> yeah, nothing, <laughs> creepy. nothing creepy, nothing creepy, nothing creepy. Just hey, invite, just want to see the moves. Didn't they invite like <laughs> kids would invite like people to like their proms and stuff like that? I yeah, mean, yeah. Is somebody somebody that listens to this? invite them even if it's a dude i've seen the one that you're like oh my that guy's like oh my my day like broke up with me i don't have no one to take to the prom and then like juju shows up to uh dance with the people at the prom it's kind of something like that would be funny i'm telling you dude this guy steve clark man he he definitely uh it's is one of those guys that became a fan favorite uh he definitely you know a player that you like to see just because of that leadership role and he knows where he stands, you know, he knows he's a veteran, but he does really, he does, he works really hard to uh, win the fans with his, you know, play in the field, out the way, uh, also outside of the field, if that makes sense. But um, the last uh, team award that we predicted uh, out of all of this was comeback player of the year. So obviously it kind of makes sense, you know, which, which player, uh did better this season after having a crappy season which who eh what so here it goes i'm intrigued yeah so christian <laughs> christian you pick your uh your buddy cory baird as the hey. comeback player of the year See? rodrigo i, I, I think quintero. can i guess yeah i was gonna say quintero. rodrigo had quintero <laughs> now had memo so even though i think memo played good he didn't really like provide assist or goals like quintero did I mean, Quintero had 11 goals and assists com- combined, right? So he had eight goals uh, and four assists. If I added my math right, which I didn't, that's three assists. 12. So, uh, yeah, I know. Right? <laughs> that's what I, like, I can do calculus, but I can't do simple math sometimes. So, you know, bear with me. But, 
Yeah, Rodrigo, just tell us a little bit about Quintero, and I think that's the right choice, man. I think he was definitely the compact player of the year. Sadly, I really don't think he'll be back next year. But yeah, I don't think he he will be back. I think I think he kind of made that known. I don't know by his Instagram post, but I feel like he had to be him as the comeback player just because under Tab he wasn't playing. He was on the bench, and every time he came in, he was doing well. So you know why not play at that time? Why not play your best player? or start your best player, and that's what Nagamura did. And obviously, Quintero is Quintero. He's, especially the position they had him at, which to me, that's at, at the at the age that he's at, I, be, I feel like that's the best position he can play, which is either, like, a, what, number 10, uh, if not striker. Um, But playing in the wing at that age, he doesn't really contribute much. So... Yeah, I mean, we're gonna miss him. I mean, you know, oh, it would have been, but it would have been nicer to have him when he was younger. Everybody's That's gonna miss him, miss him, except for uh, Christian. We know that, you know. Again, <laughs> is that hope they're gonna sign like a, a thirty-four-year-old, and Christian's gonna be all over? <laughs> yeah, right. They're gonna bring a thirty-five-year-old Argentinian, and Christian's gonna be like, "This is the best guy ever." Nah, tampoco, tampoco. No, but what's the guy? Uh, Quintero turns, I believe he turns like 36, like in a couple weeks from now, if I'm not mistaken. So, you know, that's, that's old, older for a soccer player, especially like you mentioned, especially in, as an attacking piece. Right. I mean, we know that there's goalkeepers that can play till they're like 50 almost. Uh, but that position requires a lot from you. It requires for you to be creative. I mean, mentally Quintero's still there physically now, you know, every now and then his passing or his vision uh, was a little slower, his reflex. But the guy, being honest, a lot of the games, he was probably the best player on the field. The one that for a long time, it seemed that him and Ferreira weren't clicking. And it wasn't until maybe, you know, much later on, later on being maybe a month ago that we started them kind of clicking more, right? Um, Just being that, they were uh, able to kind of read where they're going to be and just opening up more of that attacking minded side of the field, but not enough, right. To make it into the playoffs, but guys, that was all our predictions, man. Those, those are pretty, I don't think we were that off. I would say, I think, uh, you know, somewhere close. We were hopeful. Yeah, definitely. I mean, when it comes to the overall um, predictions, those were, Tricky, uh, just because you do want to be as optimistic as you can uh, of the team. But knowing that there is still a lot of work to be done, uh, I would love to – I think we all love to say that the Dynamo are going to make the playoffs next season. But I'm not going to sit here and lie to you guys like mm-hmm. maybe the front office did to us in the beginning <laughs> of the season. But it's true, right? I think we you have to be realistic. Uh, and it really hurts me when I see fans like they're super positive, uh, like Webb, right? This is a shout out to Webb. Webb is one of those guys that is always with the team, like no matter what, travels to see games. And as of late, man, he has been very, you know, pessimistic on everything. And it's, it's, it sucks because that's how you lose fans, right? The, the, the team is not doing well. It doesn't look any better, you know, even with this um, 
new ownership, new front office. Like it seems like a little bit of the same. So expectations are definitely going to be high. Um, Anything else you guys want to add dynamo? Like I said, we are done talking about the 22 season. We, we basically are ready to see some uh, names drop. Um, and, uh, you, you know, we beat around the bush on a lot of the players. They're going to most likely not going to be here. One of them, sadly, that looks like is for sure not going to be here. It's like a memo Rodriguez. We don't know if maybe a Adam Lundqvist, uh is still going to be here. Yeah, uh, see. But yeah, anything you guys want to add, man? Top three players leaving go. <laughs> uh, for sure. I think uh, you have to put memo Rodriguez just because we know that most likely he's not going to be here. Uh, Seca, Teguino, did I pick the easy ones? Of course I did. Yes, and uh, no, I think like uh, I don't think Sarek Valentin is going to be here. I don't think Seren is going to be here. Definitely don't think DQ is going to be here. He definitely looked like he said his goodbye to the city. Uh, and it looked um, from that video or a picture that he posted, his agent was in town. So basically, I think like, you know, showing that we're not signing a new contract we're gonna go somewhere else deuce 36 years old i don't know you know he may go back to columbia try to finish his career over there who knows honestly all these guys are so far we you know whether we've interviewed them virtually or in person all of these guys are very good people uh we you know speaking for myself but i i hope that like the best for all of them um, but sometimes that's just how it happens, right? It's business is business. You got to part ways with people, no matter how much you like them or not. Um, Christian, anybody else you think is going to be leaving? Fafa, maybe? That's an interesting one for sure. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, well, it was, I, yeah. I yeah, know. and I was going to say, I mean, I think so, just because, you know, earlier in the season we had interviewed him. And we did talk about, you know, how they approach him. And they kind of, you know, did this whole plan of like one more year kind of deal. And I feel like, you know, things didn't work out. So maybe that's not going to be on the table anymore. Yeah, that's true. He looked like he was very disappointed not to get a uh, a long-term contract with the team. You know, obviously he was close to turning turning 30. Um, and he only got a one-year deal, and obviously, he he didn't replicate it. What's up from last year? No, I got a question. Because what happens? Because it seems like he's very comfortable with Kenny Bundy, right? As a coach, and a lot of these players kind of like Kenny Bundy. So maybe I don't know if that that would make a difference. Because a lot of these players did really feel comfortable with Kenny. I mean, one of the players that I would say that he should leave, but it's kind of hard for him to leave would be Baird just because of the way this contract. And, it, and it's not that I want him to leave because he's a bad guy. It's just that he hasn't been consistent enough to like, in my opinion, you know, in my personal opinion to like stay in the team. Right. But when you hear Kenny Bundy talk about Baird, he really has him, you know, he has him a high, like as I'm going to say he's a high regard on, on him or with him or whatever, how it goes. But like, he thinks highly of him. Right. Of, of Corey Baird. So it's one of those things that, you know, maybe I am wrong and, you know, Kenny is right. You know, I'm not going to sit here and, and criticize Kenny because I, I really like him. I really like, 
his ideas and the way that he coaches and you know the ideas that he brings to the table him and his you know and his team right his coaching team but i mean it's one of those things that you know Corey barrett hasn't really been consistent i mean i don't know how many goals he had but he only had a handful he wasn't too great in many of the games and like i said there's nothing personal with Corey barrett it's just that you know we well, not we but like the sport or the this industry or whatever is about results yeah Right, and it's just very result oriented. Well, right? And we spoke about yeah. this uh, specifically for him. He's a guy that got a ton of you know play. Nagamura trusted him early on, and he went long runs without doing much. Found himself on the bench, found himself being you know Thor being played instead of him, and then he came back later in the season and started balling out when it kind of really didn't matter, right? And people would say, "Well, it doesn't matter. You're playing for the shirt," but it's not the same. It's like you're really not playing for anything. You know, as much yeah. as people want to make it sound like you're trying to build for the future, you're really not right now because you don't have a head coach. You don't – a lot of these guys are going to be out. Uh, so, that yeah, that's the case. And I'll go real quick because I do have the uh, – basically who's leaving or whose contract is ending, I would say, uh, in front of me. And if you guys want to add anyone else, we can do that. I mean, we got time. Um, I mentioned Memo Rodriguez. His contract completely ends – December 31st of this year. Again, it looks like he's going to be a guy not back. Uh, Fafa Pico, his contract ends this year, but he actually has a club option. So that's why it's a little tricky with him. You really don't know what it's going to look like. Then Adam is the one that also contract ends this uh, see this season, December 31st. All these guys that I'm going to talk about end December 31st, actually. Uh, but he has a club option of two years. Um, Teguino ends this season option to buy. I, dude, if they buy them, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm going, I'm going to hurt somebody if this kid gets bought. You know, not, I feel bad for the guy. Definitely a guy that wasn't supposed to be in MLS. We hardly even saw him play in MLS Next Pro. So th this one was a really bad signing uh, by Pat Onstad. Saka, same thing. He has a club option of two years. Who knows? You know, he didn't. He found himself on the bench, especially during Nagamura's, and then after Nagamura left, the guy was on the bench the entire time. Cedric Valentin, he has another year that he could get picked up. However, the guy was in sweatpants and never played a bunch of the games. We would laugh about the fact that look, he doesn't even take the sweatpants. We know that the guy's a very good veteran player, very vocal player. He knows his role. Uh, but, yeah, I don't think the guy will come back. Daniel Stedes, his contract ends completely. He doesn't have an option. Um, Griffin Dorsey has a club option of one year. DQ, like I mentioned, had an option for one year. Uh, Darwin set in, contract ends. Sam Junkwa, contract ends. And Bar Marcelo Palomino, contract ends. So, uh, we say all this to also mention the fact that just because their contract ends or, you know, maybe their option is not picked up, they still can't uh, negotiate a new contract. So, um, anybody else that kind of stands out that you guys think will or won't be back basically, um, no, I can... no, right. I think, I think we're kind of on the same page. I mean, I think there's going to be the, the, I, the names that I mentioned were three, six, nine, 12 players. So I think maybe only two come back. So 
Uh, New England Revolution dropped their list of who, you know, they weren't keeping or not um, today when we were recording. So you never know. Maybe we hear something um, by the end of the week uh, for the Dynamo or early next week. So um, we'll start moving towards the end of the show. Uh, just to mention the fact that the Dash are playing the play- first playoff game of their history. Uh, it looks like it's pretty much a sold that game for them in the sense of I think they hit about 15,000 tickets sold, which is crazy. Um, looks like their record was about 13,000, uh, which was their first, uh, believe one of the first games in their initial season. So it's pretty incredible that they're, you know, are trying, they're trying to sell it out for 20,000 tickets. Uh, Christian, do you plan to be there? Uh, I don't think so. I really wanted to, but I don't think I'm going to get there like on time with, with work. Yeah. But, um, if I don't make it, I'm going to be streaming on, yeah. on my, on the Cuatro Cuatro Dos channel. So there you go. If you, if you, if you're not there, if you want to watch it with me, you can jump in on there. Yeah. But yeah, if I don't go, I'm going to be here watching it though, for sure. Yeah. I'm i I'm like 90% sure that I'll go and I'll probably cover it, uh, media wise. Um, Rodrigo, we know that you won't go. You have Paramount Plus, man. You can always try to stream it, but you know, True. I, yeah, yeah. But I do have a, another playoff game I need to attend. Hey, <laughs> no FC Dallas, bro, continues Ooh. to hit me up. It's like, bro, I went to one game to watch the Dynamo play against y'all, and uh, I share that that funny uh, interaction I had with the guy, and he called me again today. I'm like, bro, do you not remember what I told you yesterday? That was kind of funny, but. <laughs> anyway uh christian man just let the people know how they can connect with us man yeah man so you can go uh into i mean main the main website i guess you can go to dynamotheory.com you can hit us up at dynamo theory at dynamo theory on instagram and twitter you can always get those there get those there you can find uh rudy at rudy segura three and then you can find Rodrigo at Rodrigo Segura zero one. I actually wrote it down, so thank you. Uh, so and then you can find me at Chris Putalia. So yeah, man, for everything and anything, uh, breakfast links and a bunch of articles that the guys are writing and coming up with, uh, go check those out. I mean, um, what's his face, Dustin? He did a really good one on why Kenny should stay as a as a main coach. Uh, Rudy did something on the World Cup, the jerseys. That was another good one. And uh, new things like that are, are going to be, you know, keep coming out. So if I was you guys, go ahead and, you know, hit the hit the little bells on the Instagram page or, or the or the Twitter page. And, you know, like always, you can always go and just comment on the actual article at dynamotheory.com. Yeah. And right before Rodrigo kicks us off completely out of or kick us out. Uh, yeah, no, just I mean, the Dynamo season obviously over. Uh, the playoffs will be beginning for the rest of the MLS. We plan to continue recording once a week uh, and mm-hmm. try to get you guys information as we learn, uh, you know, what the roster is going to look like. Um, so, yeah, uh, just thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for, uh, you know, being a part of what we do here to try to create everything. And Rodrigo, I'll let you finish it out, man. But yeah, just to follow up that on Rudy, we appreciate the support. We appreciate everybody sticking around. You know, it's been a long season, not the season we expected or wanted to have, but 
it's one that we, I guess, needed to have <laughs> um, just for the whole rebuild. But again, thank you guys for listening. We hopefully you you're gonna keep supporting the Dynamo after this and all you know other Houston sports as well. Um, and with that, I guess it's time to say. <laughs> I feel like it's like the last one. It's time to say goodbye. <laughs> no, but like, like we mentioned, we're, we're gonna you know keep you guys informed. <laughs> we're gonna keep you guys informed and as we learn things we'll we'll do you know more podcasts here but for now remember to always hold it down and keep it forever orange i should put like really sad music in it you know like what's that what's that song that yeah <laughs>